This is CliffCentral.com. It is the 22nd of November 2018. Welcome to the Unplugged and In Charge radio show. My name is DJ Smokuzi. Thank you so much for tuning in once again. It's a great pleasure to be with you guys again to give you another edition of the jam-packed, awesome, awesome, awesome show. And um, I'd like to actually welcome especially to my international listeners, to some of my friends that are in the UK, uh, some of my friends that are in Australia, my friends that are in uh, New York. And I have uh, one or two friends that are in London. It's the first time actually that I have international listeners onto the show. And I'm really, really thankful. It is such a great pleasure to know that there are people that are actually following the show, that are enjoying the show, that download our podcasts. Thank you so much. And we owe all the allegiance to you guys. It is a great pleasure to serve you guys with great content and for you guys to stay tuned and to listen to our shows and to stay inspired because it is our duty to make sure that we inspire you guys. Um, it's another great day. I had a great week. There's a couple of things that I actually want to note and just to speak about in the beginning of the show before I actually go into um, some heavy, 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 interesting um, conversations that we have for you tonight, uh, today. Uh, but there's something that I actually observed as I was coming to the studio. Um, I was actually taking the Hau train and then I took the Hau train bus coming to the studio. And there's something that is very interesting that I noted. It was actually an old lady that was um, driving the bus, uh, a very, very old lady. I think she's well into her 40s. Um, and she was driving the bus. When we actually left the Hau train station, I was uh, a bit, I was like, okay, an old lady driving a bus? Do you really see that that often? You know? And I was actually quite um, astounded. And when I actually walk, uh, hopped off the bus, she was like, um, why is it only you, um, only the white people that compliment me, that I drive well? I'm like, really? And then I told her that, look, I was actually paying attention to you ever since I was at the station. And I was really impressed in the way that you drive and you're driving so normal like it's a male. And unfortunately, it's one of those things that we have to pay attention to that, you know what, um, we're living in a time where females are trying to, we're trying to sort of look at the gender equality in terms of positions and jobs and everywhere um, where uh, 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 women are actually making great moves. And I was really impressed. With, she's really old and she's driving the bus and she's driving it with such passion and she's smiling. And each passenger that, that hops off the bus, hops off the bus... With a very big smile And she's actually telling, telling everyone Can you please email and say to me And say to the company that I drive well And I'm like look I'm definitely going to tell the, I'm going to email and tell the company That you drive brilliantly I was actually very motivated It's one of the things that I've just taken note of That I'm very motivated about today And if, it's, if there's one thing that I'm going to take note of Is that particular lady She did a great job And shout out to every woman out there that is doing uh, great things As I note uh, gender equality this morning It was something that I was not actually ready about but hey, I said, look, when I get into the show, it's something that I'm, it's worth to note and to share with you guys. Another thing that is happening in and around our country that I just want to speak about that I found and I find very, very interesting that I think every single young person and a person that is actually paying attention to uh, some of the things that are happening in our country uh, when it comes to the state capture. That is really unraveling quite a lot of things And we see a lot of changes within different SOEs Which are state-owned entities And some of the things, the wrong things that are happening uh, That have been happening And I was actually w watching a, a particular TV channel this morning And they were actually looking at how uh, fruitless expenditure Over the couple of years has been And there's so many billions and billions of rands That have been wasted 
money that cannot be found again. And they were actually asking questions that since so many billions have been lost, how are we going to get it back? Is it, are we just going to smile or are we just going to actually cry? Not smile. We're actually going to cry and hope the money comes back. Or are they actually deliberate actions that are going to be put in place to actually get the people that are accountable that have been in those positions over the years to pay back the money? And apparently there's a law that has been put in place to make sure that the people that are accountable to make of the irregular expenditure and fruitless expenditure within municipal and mayoral and MEC levels in the country... They're going to be actually asked to pay back the money. And I feel so sorry because there's more investigation that is going on. And again, coming back to the state capture, a lot of things that are coming up and we're hearing a lot of things that are really deep and that really shows you that there's a lot of things that actually happen over and above what we hear on the news and what we see on the news every night or every hour when you listen to um, you know, either we listen to radio or whatever the case might be. But hey, those are some of the interesting things that I actually wanted to uh, share with you guys. Uh, and thank you once again to everybody that is tuned into my Insta Live. Shout out to you and I can see you. Shout out to everybody that is tuned in via the www.cliffcentral.com. Shout out to everybody that downloads the actual Cliff Central app. We really, really appreciate you. Today I have a very brilliant show for you. We're all about content. We're all about bringing you new stuff. And I enjoy what I do. I love radio. It's something that I'm very passionate about. About. But we've got other young people that are doing very passionate things, great things that are going to be sharing their story. I have Gabriel in the show today. I also going to, I'm also going to be having Opela um, Sauli, who's going to be joining us onto the show as well, who's going to be sharing their stories, some interesting stories about what they do, um, you know, some of the um, interesting things that they're at home, maybe some of the things that they're actually taking part of and they are doing. You might actually be asking questions in terms of how do you go about to actually be in their level? Where did they start? How what was their motivation who motivated them who are some of their role models you know a lot of things and to actually going to look in terms of as a young person in south africa making moves in this day and age what are some of the things that you have to really pay attention to and this is what we're going to bring you today on the unplugged and in charge radio show um, i'm going to bring my brother that is with me in studio right now um, to actually join us onto the show hello grab gabriel Good morning, good morning to you and good morning to all the listeners at home. How are you doing, my brother? Um, I'm doing good. I'm yeah. doing good. Can't complain. Yeah. Um, it's a beautiful day. Uh, it's a, it's a brand new day full of uh, a lot of opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's, there's, there's definitely nothing that, um, that would make me sad. Most today. definitely, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Now tell me, I mean, um, what were some of the highlights for you, um, you know, since Monday this week? Since Monday this week, <laughs> I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, uh, but, um, you know, this has just been a normal week uh, for me, but something happened. Mm-hmm. Um, it's what's that time when a person has to submit their tax returns. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. So, um, I think one of the, the biggest highlights was having a conversation with my accountant and, and he was saying to me, look, um, you better pray that you don't owe SARS, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it's just one of those things. Uh, but beside that, um, I think, uh, one of, one of the, the highlights for this week for me would be, um, you know, getting a call from one of the biggest corporates ever. Yeah. Um, and saying to me that I actually love the work that I do. 
and they'd actually love to, you know, sit down with me, just have a conversation around what is a possible, um, you know, collaborations that we could have in the future. Mm-hmm. So I think that that is the biggest highlight for me, you know. That is awesome. Look, we're going to actually go deeper into into what you do. Definitely. And, and obviously telling us your story in terms of your journey and what is entailed with that. But before we actually start, I just want to actually do something. It's just something a little bit that I, I, I actually um, do with, with the guests on the show. Yes. I want to just ask you in terms of... Um, um, it, it normally people on a Thursday they say it's a throwback Thursday. Um, in terms of you, whether it's a childhood game, whatever it might be, what is it? What what is your TBT today? My throwback Thursday today. Yeah, what is Jeez. it that you can remember that you can take your mind back? I'm 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 actually picking your brain right now. You picking my brain right now? Yep. <sighs> your most memorable throwback. That you can actually speak about Maybe it's a funny moment that you had with friends It doesn't have to be childhood Anything that is within the past I mean, as soon as the next day Something is in the past So, really. My throwback Thursday for today would be um, <laughs> This other day when I went to Pretoria with my friends Sure We got to Pretoria and it was just one of those uh, You know, guys night out mm. um, Something happened that night um, Firstly I went to Pretoria and I didn't tell my mother that, that I'll be going to Pretoria. So I sort of sneaked out. Yeah. And I'm in Pretoria and getting to Pretoria at the Jens. Uh, we're having a good time. 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock. It's time for us to go back home. And guess what? I locked the key in the car. Wow. Yeah. I locked the key in the car. And, um, I'll never, I'll never forget that day. I'll never forget that day. Um, it was just one of those days where now we were, we didn't know how to take out the key in the car. Because uh, the key was in the car, and and um, it was it was it was a matter of it was a matter of what do we do from here? Sure, you understand. And I had to go back home. And I had to go back <laughs> home. Um, but eventually, eventually, um, one guy, you know, Pretorians, I love them so much because you know they're so fast. Uh, so one guy actually came up with the plan. And and managed to get the the key out of the car. That that is one of the most memorable, um, scary. Yeah. Because uh, there was a point where we thought of uh, breaking the window, uh, but now what what am I going to say when I get home? Sure. You understand what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So it was just one of those. So tell me, the car was yours? Uh, no, the car was my mom's car. <laughs> so what what did the parents say when you when you went back home? Um. Well, obviously, you know, I, I was I just told myself that I'm going to deal with whatever that happens in the yeah, morning. Yeah, you understand? Yeah. Um. So, so the, when I got back home, obviously I was asked mm-hmm. where, where I was, and I obviously got home in the in the wee hours of the morning because you understand that I'm from the Val. Yeah. So sure. I went to Pretoria. Yeah. So it's it's a it's a distance. You understand? Sure. So so it was it was just one of those. It was uh, my mother woke up in the morning and she saw. And another thing happened, but <laughs> this is something that you understand. It's. Mm. That we'll talk about of radio because I don't want it to actually, you know. All right, cool. Yeah, just in case. Awesome. All right, cool. So I, as I said, ladies and gentlemen, I've got another guest on the show. It's not only Gabriel, um, a lady that uh, goes by the name of Opela Mthawuli. Hello. Hi. Can you come closer to the mic? <laughs> yes. Can you hey. hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Awesome. How are you doing? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Just I'm a bit tired. Brilliant. You're tired. Yeah. How did it go? I mean, you were so writing an exam this morning. Yeah. How did it go? It was tough. <laughs> Yo, it was tough. Yo, but yeah, yeah. yeah but I, I did my best. I trust her. Yeah, I did all I could. Okay, I can yeah. see that you're catching a, a, a fresh breath. Um, you yeah. know, to try and recuperate yourself. Yes, How's your week did. been? My week. How's my week been? 
it's so stressful. Like I've been uh, under so much pressure. Like I said, because I'm trying to balance things out, like school. Um, and everything else that I do on the side. Yeah. So yeah, and I'm so glad I'm done with exams. It was my last one, so. So you yeah. feel like it's a whole a big yeah, weight that's big been, weight has been put off your shoulders. Yes. All right, that's awesome. Yeah. Okay, cool. So I just did something with Gabriel, who's sitting next to you, um, yes. and I said to him, "What is his TBT? Because it's a Thursday today, and um, I'm just doing something just to pick your brains. What is it that you can remember that you can actually sort of take your brain back? That is other funny. It's other can can be a game." It, it can be anything that you can mention as a TBT, a throwback Thursday, um, whatever it is in your mind today. Throwback, like anything, anything, anything. Yeah. anything. Yep. Oh my I'm word. I'm just picking you, putting you on the spot. You're putting me on the spot. You're 100%. supposed to prepare me for this, nope. you know? This one is just for anybody, anytime. You won't yeah. expect it. Yeah. My TBT, oh my word. Um, ooh. TBT, TBT, TBT. Honestly, for me right now, all I can think of is literally just my progress. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, you know, when you think of like how far you've come and like, like, like all the hard work that you've put in, like if I could have like, I was actually looking at pictures of myself. Luckily, we're on radio, so I don't have to show people (laughs) what I used to look like and what I look like now. Yeah, 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 yeah. But right. otherwise, oh my god, I can't, honestly, I can't think of anything. Mm-hmm. I'm, so, I'm so bad. Like, I'm so bad. Okay. Yeah, damn. I'll no, give, I'm I'll bad. give you a break. Just give me a break. All right, I'm cool. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. Anyway, thank you so much for joining me onto the show. It's a real great, and we're doing it actually, finally. Finally. You know? Finally, yes. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just, I just wish I had like 10 more minutes just to, you know. <laughs> don't worry. Don't worry. Yeah. I'm going to start with Gabriel. He's going to, I'm going to be interacting with him. You yeah. can catch a fresh breath here. I mean, a fresh air, some fresh air just to recuperate yourself. Yeah. You're going to be dealing with the side. All okay, right. Cool. Is that cool with Thank you? Thank you so much. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. My brother, Gabriel. Yes, my brother. Let's get back to you. Yes. So just introducing the lady into, onto the show. Oh, by the way, she looks beautiful. Hello. Hi. <laughs> yeah? Yes. All right, cool. So, Gabriel, my brother, we just want to take a little bit back. Uh, we want to know where you come from. Um, you know, where were you born? Um, Gabriel is, is a 25-year-old. Um, from Originally from Limpopo. I grew up in Limpopo uh, in a small town or village called Tafelkop. Sure. Uh, matriculated in 2012. Um, uh, moved to Johannesburg. Uh, specifically the Val in 2004. This is where I started my, 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 uh, primary and also high school years. Um, got into business by the age of 19, uh, registered a company by the age of 19. Uh, later on, uh, the company collapsed. It failed. Um, 2015, uh, I had to register another one, which is okay. a life legacy project to say. Okay, wait, let me hit some breaks right there. You yes. said that you registered your first company at the age of 19. Yes. Age of 19. Age of 19. What inspired you to do that? Um, well, I have to say my inspiration, um, normally comes from my mother. Sure. In a sense. Um, she has been my, my, my biggest inspiration and also, um, for the fact that I come from a family that is, um, there's a lot of, you know, businessmen in, in, in the family. So I always had this thing that whenever I grow up, I don't, I would, I never ever want to work for anybody else. Mm-hmm. You understand? So I've always had this, this drive that one of the good days, I want to be my own boss. Sure. So after my, after completing my matric, 
Um, I remember I enrolled at uh, at a at a technical college in Benoni. Um, six months down the line, I saw that this is not for me, and I dropped out. And this is when I started my, you know, the registering the first construction company. And and by the way, I have to say, uh, I was here, I think, um, a year or two years after. Sure. Because I was actually interviewed on the very same, you know, on the very same platform here. Mm. Um, so that's where my drive came in. Um, that's where my entrepreneurial spirit um, actually developed. That's where my drive for, for, you know, for being an entrepreneur and, and actually contributing towards my community actually came in. Cause, um, just, just right after that, I mean, business was good for the first year or so. And just like any other typical young person, things happened, you know. <laughs> wait now, wait now. We're not yes. going to just fly past that because right. we're always interested in the part that people don't want to talk about because you know, it's such a cliche that we go into business, we make money, I drive a fancy car, I buy myself a house. But we never really talk about the actual cracks that people fall in. Exactly. The hardships. Yes. Even if it means you get to a point where your bank balance used to be over a million, yes. it went down to minus a Definitely. million. So mm-hmm. for you, I just want to know, in terms of, just take us a, a little bit of a journey in terms of for you when you started in, into business. Because yes. I'm sure there were certain, I mean, we, we a lot of the things that we do achieve and we put together... A lot of the times we have people that really help us along the road. Definitely. And, 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 you know, uh, we just want to know from your side and your story, who were some of the key players in terms of trying, kickstarting what you started off with and what went wrong for you to really get to a point where you're saying, you know what, things are actually not going, working my way. Yeah. Um, okay. Let me just take in a bit of a journey. Mm-hmm. So like I said, um, from the age of 19, this is when I, I, I registered my, my construction company. Sure. And I was blessed enough that only after a couple of, you know, months after registering the company, um, we managed to get business. Um, a lot of people ask me questions like, okay, how did you get the business? Because now there's a lot of people that have businesses, but what made you stand out? Um, I met a man, um, his name was uh, Tom. Um, Tom was uh, a main contractor in Pinoni at a, at a site uh, where they were actually resuscitating. So it was a stadium that was just being revamped. Um, I remember one day I, I was taking a train back to Germiston because that's where uh, I know after my matric I moved to in with my sister. I went to the site and I told Tom that, look, Tom, can I also be one of the, the subcontractors? You know, so now this guy looked at me and said, my guy, what do you know about construction? Because he's like so young, you understand? What do you know about construction? Because um, this is a field that is predominantly, um, you know, predominantly dominated by old people because that's what construction normally is, you understand? Um, so he said, I love your drive. Um, and I can see there's something in you. The only thing you need is just that push in the right direction. And he said to me, I'm going to give you a chance for you to submit your quotation. I submitted my, my, my quotation and he loved the quotation. And then he said, look, um, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you the project. And that's when everything started now. Um, just to fast forward, managed to get in, managed to get the work done. I had like nine laborers, uh, on the site. Um, got my first payment. 
Now this is when everything went wrong now Because yeah, You understand that this is just uh, I was just a small boy from, from just recently dropped out of college And there's, there's, there's money Without any financial training or anything There was mistakes that obviously I did Along the way And um, yeah So just right after that We went in Did the business Got the money Paid the laborers Now the one of the mistakes that I did Was I let money ra- get to my head you understand? So I got to a point where money was the only thing that I could think of. Um, I'd get to a place where you chilling like this, you know? And I'd be like, guys, why are you guys chilling like this? Like, we got a drink, you understand? And, uh, and, and, and all of those things, you know, I did a, a lot of, a lot of stupid things, if I could put it in that sense. Um, but again, fortunate enough, just moving right along, um, I managed to leave that that business there because the money was was no more coming in the way. I had to go back home. Okay, right. Let me just pause right there. So, one of your biggest problems was financial literacy. Financial literacy, and which is something that a lot of business people do stress that definitely you need to know how to balance the books. Definitely. Now, tell me, were you alone on this company? Yeah. No, no. I had a co-founder. I had, I had a, I had a, a partner. A partner in this. All so right. when I, what happened is on that specific project, I was alone because I worked hard for that project. You understand? Sure. He was busy with other things. Mm. Um, um, it just so happened that unfortunately the the partnership did not work out in the long run. Now, what I want to point out is that you were in construction, right? Yes. Now, a lot of people have this perception of. You know, once you get into construction, you become a millionaire because every construction guy that you meet, you know, when you see them and they say they're in construction, you expect, I mean, bags of money falling and overflowing their pockets. Now, I want you from a person that was, has experienced and gone through this bad phase in terms of construction, what is the truth behind it in terms of its viability, its efforts and its rewards? Because, you know, people have this thing that, well, I mean, you register a construction company. Because it it's quite costly to actually register a, co- a construction company. Am I, am I right? Yes. It's not as cheap as no, a normal... A normal. Well, um, it's, 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 the prices are the same. Yeah. The prices are the same. The, the only, I think the only tough thing or the only expensive thing is when you have to get the certificate. Yeah. That, I mean, I'm including everything yes. of that. Yeah. Yes. So the so so the certificates on its own is actually quite costly because because uh, a compliance is actually much more than than the normal business. You mm-hmm. get what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yes. Now, what what are some of the things, the stupid things that you did in terms besides you buying booze? What did you do with your money? <laughs> what did I do with my money? <laughs> yeah. To be honest, I don't know what I did with my money. Um, I would I would I would, I would have twenty thousand rand. Yeah. Um, today. Mm. Let's just say today's a Friday. I have sure. 20,000 rand. And sure. Monday I wake up and I only have low, like what? Maybe, uh, like 11,000 rand. And I don't know what, I, what, what happened with the rest of the money. Mm-hmm. And yes, and here's the other part is I got an advance payment because this person believed in me so much to a point that he said, I know that you do not have the financial resources now to actually start the project. So I'm going to give you um, a, a cash injection, uh, uh, an advance payment, just so to see what happened. Something like a capital. Yeah, no, the guy, he, did, he did not know. <laughs> 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 I'll get his trouble. I'll get his trouble. Um, yeah, so, yeah. so part of, part of the mistakes that I did in my, in my early, uh, in my childhood and, and just getting in business at such a, at such a tender age is the fact that I, I did, um, 
I was easily influenced by things that happened. Um, I did not have mentorship. I did not have coaching. I did not have any financial literacy. I did not have any, you know, business acumen training. You understand? Awesome. Um, so had I, had it been that I had those things, that I had access to those things back then, mm -hmm. then things could have been different. Mm -hmm. Well, um, things are very different right now because, um, we moved from that and we moved into another space. What space did you move into? So just after that, we moved into the skills development. Um, we moved into building libraries across the country. Sure. We moved into donating books into far-flung schools. Uh, we moved into giving, um, you know, support to orphans, giving shoes, school bags mm -hmm. to children that are underprivileged. We moved to enterprise development. Mm -hmm. We moved to funding businesses. Um, we moved to SME funding. We moved to development. We moved to incubation. Oh my guy. Oh my guy. Oh my guy. Oh my guy. So from falling into a pit. Yes. And I'm sure at some point when you fell into that pit, you, you wanted to give up. Definitely. What kept you going? You know what? Let, let me, let me put this thing. The biggest miracle that ever happened to me or the biggest blessing yeah. that ever happened to me was the day I found myself a mentor. Yeah. After I found myself a mentor, Everything else changed That's when my life That's where That's when I saw Where my life was going mm. I met this woman Her name is Regina Gounder I met her At my townest mm -hmm. I met her While I was a mess I remember the first day We had a, I had an appointment with her Um, I told her that I've tried everything I've been there Another thing That That Um that sort of you know, sparked this thing is I had a check record behind me mm -hmm. But I did not have the financial resources You understand I mean I've been on TV I've been on radio I have all of these things to prove But the only difference is I don't know where I'm going with my life You know have you ever been to a point where You're moving Things are moving in your life But you have no point of direction So you just wake up in the morning You know Everything else seems to be falling into place But the problem is that You do not know where you're going You know um, That's where I was mm. I, had, I, had, I had You know um, Newspapers Wanting to come and, and And just sort of write an article on me I had Some couple of interviews Where people wanted to know about the initiatives that I did Because We have done really big things in the country But the problem is I did not know myself so I needed somebody just to put me down and say, Gabriel, come down. You're doing everything all at once, trying to get everything done, but just please come down. Mm -hmm. And you need to have some sort of focus. And this is why I always emphasize to people that each and every person should have a mentor or a coach by their side. And that's the biggest thing that ever happened to me. Because had it been that I had not met that woman, I don't think I would, I would have been where I am today. Awesome. Look, I'm going to focus on some of your achievements because you mentioned a couple of things. You just level, level up, level up, level up, level up, level <laughs> up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> She's dancing. But yeah, you mentioned a couple of things that you've achieved, which are really brilliant. We, we just, we're going to actually come back to you. I want to have a chat with Opela, who's sitting right next to you Definitely. on your, on your, on your left. Opela. <laughs> You're still good. Uh, I'm still good. I'm still good. All right. Cool. Yes. As you came into the into the studio, the, the gentleman was so amazed by your beauty. Oh, thank you! I did say thank you, right? Yes, you did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Opela, tell us about yourself. Where are you from? Where is she from? Who is Opela Ooh, from? Opela. Mm -hmm. mm, okay, so Opela is a twenty-one year old. 
So I'm 21 as I'm sitting here. Um, I am from the Eastern Cape. Grew up, yeah, grew up in a small village, Gwandabakazi in Butterworth, Ekuwa. Yeah. I moved, my early years of high school, I moved to Pretoria. Moved to Pretoria, lived with my mom, and yeah, so I went, I went to Loreto, um, high school in Pretoria. Then I moved to Joburg, first year. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah, I'm studying become accounting. It's my third year. And yeah, and okay, so Pella is a fitness enthusiast. <laughs> so I started my, I recently started my own fitness and health company named Fit Opella. So Fit Opella is a person, a company, a brand, and a movement. So I, my aim is to inspire as many people as possible, all women and male around the world to take part in a healthy lifestyle like it is the greatest thing you can do for yourself that's what that's why i opened the company so we do offer um eating plans and uh workout plans uh personal training services um yeah and so much more that i'm still uh planning on introducing i don't want to jinx it <laughs> so yeah and currently um, my company, we working on a partnership with Powerade Zero that just recently launched. Yeah. And yeah, like my, I, I just want to inspire a lot of people to partake into, um, a healthy and active lifestyle. All right. Now, if I may comment and say something, um, we're living in a time where I was mentioning it even the other day. Yeah. And I said that uh, we're living in a time where there's more and more of the 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 black community that are beginning to look after themselves when it comes to exercising. Yes, which is amazing. And I I say that because it's an observation. Other people might have different opinions, mm-hmm. but it's an observation that I think us as black people we're not people that are very big fans of going to the gym, no. jogging, yeah. or whatever the case might be. You know what I mean? Because yeah. even you see it even in the townships. You see the old ladies, they get together, they go into an open field. There's, it's just amazing. Do you get what I'm saying? Yes. There's, there's more awareness of people knowing and understanding that they need to look after themselves. Yeah. And, and, and therefore you have people like you who take it upon themselves to make it, to make a business out of it in however form it might be, which is something that is very interesting. And, I, and I'm loving it. Trust me. And I'm saying this because I'm loving it because it's an observation that I'm seeing more and more and more. And I think, because of our busy lifestyles, there's such a great necessity to have people like you to remind us that, hey, you might think that you're actually eating healthy, but you're really not. So if you're saying that you are specializing on motivating people to live a health, what is a healthy lifestyle? What is a healthy lifestyle? A healthy lifestyle is so having eat like eating balanced meals. So making sure that your meals have carbs, fat and protein. So that's basic, that's a basic balanced meal. So you want to do that. You want to feed your body all the nutrients that it needs. It's not, (laughs) it's not, you know, being healthy and fit is not a size. It is not a size and not, it's, it's not a certain shape. It's not, it's just literally getting up three times a week. Just do something active. You know, um, do some cardio to, to, to strengthen your, your heart muscles and stuff. Like, stuff like that. Just being active three times a week. Make sure that your meals are, are balanced. 
That's that's basically a healthy lifestyle. It only gets tricky when you are trying to achieve a certain body type, mm-hmm. like a body shape, when you're trying to change your physique completely. That's when it gets very, very tough because you have to look at um at what you put in your body so that you can shape it in the way that you want. Because when you're trying to lose weight and when you're trying to gain muscle and, you know, those kind of um, body types need different foods in your body. So you need to then... Now consider the sugar and, and you know people think when you say you you healthy and active you're cutting out all the sugar you're cutting out all the carbs you're cutting out um you're cutting out like a lot of things like now I don't go to brides now I don't it's not like that it's only when you are trying to achieve a certain body type that you need to be strict on certain foods all right. Now, yeah. I actually, uh, you see me smiling, right? Yeah. <laughs> I think it was when we were having a chat the other day. Yeah. Um, I took a short clip and I posted it onto my status. Yeah. And I had a comment from someone saying that, oh man, she's totally, she's talking a whole lot of bull. I'm like, okay, what do you mean? I'm shocking you right now. What do you mean? And, the, and then she says Why to me, I see what you're saying. She says to me, um, but eating healthy is very hard and it's not easy. Whatever the case might be, I've tried it. I've been there and nothing happened. So whatever she's saying, it's, it's according to her own context. And I'm talking about someone that has a quite a, she's a plus, she's quite a plus size person. Okay. And I think they've been attempting to make sure that they try to reduce, I mean, to have, uh, to reduce their weight. You see. You know what I mean? And actually what you're mentioning right now, but the fact that if you are a, Big size person and you're trying to change the physique of your body. There's a particular type of diet and food that you must eat. Yeah. So you've literally answered and actually, I don't know if the person, they actually listen to the show quite a lot most of the time, but, um, I think I'll let them know. I think they'll listen to the podcast, which is the beautiful thing. Yeah. And now if you say, if you're saying that, um, eating healthy is important. One of the things that she did mention though is that it's expensive. You see it now. I recently started my YouTube channel, which, um, it is Fit Opella, but it is mostly based on, okay, so I, the title is Broke But Eating Healthy. Basically, I am eating, so I'm just showing people that it is possible to eat healthy on a low budget. It is honestly, it, it depends on where you buy your food. Yeah, generally, eating healthy is not cheap. It, it, it isn't. But it just depends on where you buy your food. And that's the problem with people, especially if you go on social media. If you go on social media, now every, everything is associated. Everything is associated with luxury. Mm-hmm. Like everything is associated with luxury. People think, okay, now I'm, I'm healthy. Yo, I need to run to Woolworths. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Now I'm healthy. And you, you don't have to, you don't have to. If you can afford it, yay. Great for you. Go for it. But then if you can't, you know, street vendors, those people sell fresh vegetables. Those vegetables are straight. The, the the fruits and vegetables are straight from the farms, and they bring it to the to, to the city. And it is amazing. It is exactly like your vegetables from the shops. You have to also understand that the shops you there's a lot of things. There's a there's a lot of things that you pay for. Yeah. It's not just the, the the spinach that you pay for. You you pay for <laughs> the water that wash the spinach. You pay sure. for the electricity. You you pay for transportation. Yeah. You 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 pay you 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 pay for a lot of things. Mm. And now with the people in the streets, you literally just pay for what you want. Mm. 
And I always advise people that if you do want to go get your vegetables from street vendors, make sure you go early in the morning when they're still nice and fresh. Because mm-hmm. then the sun just burns them and yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, it's very good, guys, that we support each, each other. Let me you know, support black businesses, guys. People don't look down on those people. Dude, you know, I'm such a, a person that is aware of what's happening. I think in, earlier in the show, I did share something about what's happening within politics and in the news and whatever the case is, the whole state capture thingy. Yeah. And, um, you know, I just, there was, I have this news thing that actually shows me notification all the time. And it was saying that inflation is going to go up, uh, to something like 5.1%, whatever the case mm-hmm. is. And, um, there's been all these things about the fact that it's going to become more expensive, whatever the case might be. But when you talk about this whole thing of buying food from, um, street vendors. Yeah. I really support it. I was actually seeing um there was a picture that was posted on social media of someone they were at pick and pay. They they took a picture of um green peppers. Yeah. The green, yellow and the and, and, the, the, red. and the red. Yeah. And I think the price was 38. Yeah, it it, it ranges around that. 38 it's rand. It's crazy. 38 rand. And I was like, what? Do you know how expensive an Evo is? Like you buy one Evo for 15 rand and you're like, but why? You go to the street vendors, it is the same Evo, it is still fresh, you buy it for 5 rand. Exactly. For 5 rand. Exactly. Like that's, that's what people are not realizing. That we need to, okay, yeah. Yeah, we are so happy for the people that can afford expensive things, guys. Mm-hmm. But you don't have to now change your lifestyle and change your, your life so you can, you know, be a part of a certain you know, group. Yeah. You 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 really don't have to. There's like, an, there's an alternative. Yes, there is. There's yeah. always an alternative. Mm, and yeah. I think um, this whole thing of actually supporting street. Look, I'm not saying that um, the, the big retail shops are bad. Exactly. What but I'm I mean, saying is, at well. the end of the day, we're just trying to obviously because it's contextual to the conversation of eating. I mean, buying food for less and yes. also maintaining a healthy lifestyle. Because trust me, a lot of these street vendors actually they have such fresh. They have fresh. fresh you know, if you go downtown in the morning, fruits. oh my goodness, the fruits they look amazing. You know. So all those things actually can contribute for you to living a healthy lifestyle. I'm gonna put my brother on on your right on the spot, my brother. Yes, sir. Do you live a healthy lifestyle? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, with all honesty, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. I, I'm yeah. not living a healthy lifestyle. What's the reason? Um, firstly, let me say this. Um, I live alone, right? Mm-hmm. And with all honesty, I can't cook. Number one. Yeah. I'm always on the road. Mm. I leave my house at five. Always come back at about ten. So I'm always on the road. Yeah. So the only thing that I that I can have access to is obviously um, takeaways. So I eat takeaways from Monday to Monday. Unless if I went home, you know. Unless if I drive home to see my mother. Mm-hmm. Um, then I would have access to pop and and meat. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> yeah, but, um, but with all honesty, no. Is it? No. All right, cool. If besides having food, do you, do you try and exercise at least? I've tried. I've tried um, doing some push-ups in the morning. Yeah. And it didn't work out well. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I, I always like end at five. I yeah. can't go to six and seven. You know, and try to do all of these things. <laughs> it's always it's always something else. Do you, do you, like 
I get up to so much. Like I have a, like my life is very, very busy. I can and I make sure that I, like I'm up every day at like before five or just after six. I'm up. <laughs> and at half past six, I'm on the road already. I'm going for a jog, making sure that by every eight day. o'clock on most days, let's say about roughly four or five times a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I do that. And then, I make sure I, I make breakfast while I'm making, while I'm eating my breakfast, I'm making lunch, making some snacks in between to pack in my bag so that I make sure that I don't get hungry on the road. Because if I'm hungry, then I'm going to end up eating whatever is available. Mm. Yeah. So I just pack everything, make sure I have all the food that I need and yeah, all my water, make sure I'm sorted for the whole day. Cause I, I come, I leave the house around like, uh, past eight and then I'm back around five. That time I get home, then I, I can eat my dinner. And sometimes I do prep dinner, like for the whole week, but then it doesn't really end well. Like prep, like it doesn't always end well for me. Cause, yeah, yeah cause then the next day I don't want to eat what I cooked eat. anymore. <laughs> yeah. So you always eat health, healthy every day. Yeah, but I do have cheats as well. Yeah. Some, some mm. weeks I do cheat twice, twice a week, mm. some once and a I'm week. And I'm sure you feel guilty now after cheating. No. You see now, that's the problem. You see now, that's punishing yourself. And making the whole healthy lifestyle like a, a duty. Now you're making it a chore. Now it's this thing that, okay, sh- yeah, I have to like eat this way. I have to eat this and that. You know, I always tell people that try, especially when you are not a, like a healthy and active person. Mm. When you're starting off, make sure that you start small. Don't, don't push yourself in like now you want to cut out everything all at once. Oh, you're going to fail. I'm yes. sorry. Yeah, you're going to fail. So you just need to make sure that eat healthy. Try to eat healthy for two days. The third day, eat whatever you're craving for. And then after that, two more days, eat healthy. And then the other day, you're going to slowly get used to it. And then it's going to become a lifestyle. Huh. I'll try that. Yeah, I'll try, try that. that. So, so <laughs> does this mean that I must, I must eat uh, your spinach and... And vegetables and tomatoes and, and onions and whatnot. I mean, vegetables, like there's a lot of vegetables. I mean, just, yeah. <laughs> you know, people just have these like specific vegetables for now. Now you are healthy. Now you don't eat your potatoes. Now you don't eat. No, vegetables are vegetables. You eat your vegetables. But obviously, like I said, it just depends on when you are trying to um, change your physique and yeah. stuff. Then you, you start considering the vegetables with more water, um, eating more vegetables with um, less Carbs and mm. whatnot and whatnot. That's just yeah. I mean, I have to be honest. I I, I don't I don't even know what carbs and a lot of those <laughs> things. I don't even know what those things are. This I mean, the only thing I eat is I eat scorpo, you know, scorpo and putu, whatever that I can, whatever that and I can guess, get. And guess what? I do eat scorpo too. Is it? Yeah, but not every day. Every day. I eat not it. Every I can month. eat it like three times. Oh my god! No, no. That's not healthy. Yeah, he has a gout. <laughs> So, so tell me, what is, uh, just, just out of curiosity, what is, um, the worst thing that, that can happen to me, provided that I'm not, I'm not eating healthy? You could, your heart could fail. Like any type? You, yeah. It could. If you mm. don't exercise it enough, mm. I mean, you don't, you can have high blood. You mm. can have, um, you don't want your cholesterol to go up the roof. You don't want to have deficiencies. Because now when you don't feed your body enough vegetable, um, um, vitamins and nutrients that it needs, I mean, your body lacks on some things. And then you find that now you're feeling fatigued, you're feeling tired, feeling this, mm. this and that. So there's, there's that. Like being healthy, 
it's not just about changing your body and being at the gym all the time. It's about your mental health. It's about your you. It's about you, like your inner you. Like it increases brain activity. It so many benefits. There's literally so many benefits. You find that you're more calm. You 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 feeling more like there's less weight. Like there's less stress because it also kind of decreases the stress levels and. Yeah. <laughs> now yeah. the interesting part is that I actually kept quite a few for I think a minute or two, and I think you found a client right here. Yeah. That can actually introduce you to other clients. Yes, and he can he can also like just make me money there. <laughs> <laughs> you get what I'm saying? So yes. we just actually had a little bit. You of know a, me. And so, <laughs> so you don't you don't have to look very far, um very far in terms of people being knowledge in, t- in terms of healthy eating. That Not if you all. say that you have to eat carbs, what type of food has has carbs? No, and I still have be. to start and teach him what carbs are. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. So it's a good thing. There's a business transaction happening in front mm-hmm. of me just right now. Mm-hmm. Is she also going to cook? <laughs> Call your friend. You know how to cook. Yeah, of course I know how to cook. Do mm. okay. I'm from the rurals, girl. Okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. All right, cool. So now, Gabriel, I want to just actually touch into some of the things that you guys have achieved because you said that you came from, um, you know, registering an architectural company. You know, you didn't do so well because you charged money. There was no um, mentor. There was no someone that was telling you how to handle everything. Yeah. And then you registered another company and you managed to achieve so many other things that you mentioned earlier on. Definitely. Now, can you just briefly take us through a journey in terms of when you jumped onto this new company and this new adventure? Jeez. Where did it all start? <sighs> this started off um, uh, when we first um, came up with the initiative to to to... To resuscitate a library in in my village, mm-hmm. so I've always I was always big on giving back to the community. So I identified a need in my community where there was no library, there was no books. Um, actually, there was shortage of books. You know, so so you'd get um, um, you know a situation where matricul- matriculant is sharing a book with five other people, so the book would normally rotate. So I saw that opportunity and said, you know what? Because there is no um, library here. Um, and I have access to, you know, to organizations that are willing to give library, that are willing to give books to. We came up with the drive called the One Book Campaign. Um, I went to these organizations, I approached these organizations and said, I'm from a community or village that does not have books. Can you guys please donate a book per student, you know, per, for, for one student? And everybody agreed and they agreed and they said, okay, it's fine. And approached the local media. And I told them about this great um, initiative They loved it And they said, look, we're going to give you the coverage You can just go on and plead with the nation To actually bring into the, you know, to support you Even if it's not financially But in terms of just giving you books And um, yeah, that's when everything started The momentum picked up um, The interviews came, the people donated And then a man from Senegal was watching um, one of the interviews that I had on on a public platform on a, on one of you know those uh, sure. public uh, platforms and he saw me and he said look he loved what he saw and he loved what he heard sure and he wanted to actually you know sponsor me mm-hmm. yeah and then um, he managed to get hold of me just after my interview and said look I love what you're doing I'd actually love to further this thing up so I'm gonna give you this x amount of money. Uh, to actually continue to do this in, in all of the other communities Because, you know, the drive and the passion And, and so, everything that you do So doing. even with your first business and the second business You were very lucky to get someone that's actually going to give you money Well, yeah And now, the funny thing is that A lot of people struggle with funding And it's one of our actually biggest, biggest problems in the country right now Which government is trying to 
I mean, people are actually complaining to government the fact that, yo, there's so many people that register companies and when they actually apply for funding, still there's a, I don't know what might be the problem, but funding is one of but the biggest, there's a biggest, problem. There's a the problem. biggest problem. Yeah. Um, with regard to funding. Yeah. Um, you know, that's another topic for another day, but one thing I can tell you with, mm. with funding, this is what you've observed with all the businesses that you've actually done business with or, or sort of assisted in terms of enterprise development. A lot of businesses do not need funding. A lot of businesses need cash flow. You get what I mean? True. A lot of businesses, and here's another thing. Here's another challenge. Um, Opel, 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 Opel can come to me and say, "Look, Gabriel, I'm looking for twenty thousand rand or fifty thousand rand because I want to sort of do this and this and this in my business." Can sure. I come? <laughs> well, <laughs> well, yeah, you very smart. Eh? Um, what we, what our assessment has been this. Mm-hmm. Um, Opella wants the funds, but Opella is not fundable. Sure. Because even if she gets the money, she doesn't mm-hmm. know. She does not know what to do mm-hmm. with the money. So this is why it's very dangerous for people to actually. It's good that we have a lot of businesses that are actually looking for funding, but now we must take this thing from 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 the root level. Um, are these people fundable? What's going to happen if you give them the money? So you must start at that incubation level. They might be as irresponsible as you were the first time. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. And, and, like yeah. I, and like I also said, and also with regard to some people do not actually need the, the funding, they actually need the cash flow. You sure. understand? So yeah. it's two different things. Yeah. Um, okay, fast forward. Um, so I've been very privileged to have met people along the way that actually believed in, in what I do. And I think I always say that I always give thanks to God. Uh, I'm a firm believer that if it wasn't because of him and everything... Then definitely I wouldn't have been here You understand Yeah, yeah. Um, So the journey um, Especially with the new company mm. You know After the one is, uh, That has collapsed uh, The new company It has just been growing From strength to, From strength To strength Each and every year It is just Keep on going So we moved By the way From, from the Education um, Slash skills development um, And we've actually moved Into the enterprise development you know, so we have taken this whole concept where we, we we've seen and identified a need in communities around the country, where, like you said, um, there's businesses within the townships that actually need that support. You understand? Um, we have those businesses, and we have actually taken upon ourselves to actually assist those businesses in anything that they need, upskill development and training of those businesses. Yeah. You understand? Yeah. Um, so we moved into the enterprise development, and this is the field that we've been in. But in terms of achievements, I mean, the the legacy project is is is, is done. I believe uh, it's done a lot, yeah. and and it's not even it's that's even nothing compared to what we still want to do in the future. Awesome. Uh, we're big on on skills development. We're very skilled. We're very big on giving back to communities, um, and on youth, on youth um, empowerment, on youth development. And we're very big at giving back. Because I believe that the more you give, the more you get. Sure. Yes. You understand? So so this has been our drive. So tell me, a lot of people when they go into business, they always want to see themselves as millionaires. Hey. <laughs> Would you say that you're in the millionaire bracket? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> well, what I can say to you is um, <laughs> I've, signed, I've signed my first uh, millionaire, million rand uh, contract Yeah. Um, last year. Mm-hmm. So I've I have fallen into that bracket. Yeah. But now if you go into my account, you will find a million rand just sitting there. Mm-hmm. Um, very smart with money. So I've opened up a couple of investments. Mm-hmm. I've split the money into different investments, and I hope Sars is not listening because now they're gonna come up to me. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So um. So yes. Mm-hmm. And 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 then but I just have to say this: having a million 
uh, having a million rand or it's not it's not such a it's not such a big deal uh, um, in terms of it's in terms of you know you know what and let me tell you this the bigger the money the bigger the problem and people just do not understand this because um everybody wants to experience this thing for themselves mm-hmm. you understand uh, yes you, you do get to a point where you live comfortable mm. you know you can go to certain places mm. you know money can buy you some certain things sure but um yeah opella i heard you saying what when she when you mentioned about the fact that having a million is not such a big deal why do you say that why do i say that yeah <laughs> because i just feel like yeah it it is for some of us, you know, you you just you just have so many things that you want to do that you wish you had signed that oh, a million rand contract. Because I feel like, I, personally, I feel like if I would sign a million rand contract, oh my goodness, I would build my mama house like tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely. definitely. Yeah. I mean, those, those are some of the things that I, that I have done personally. Um, but this is not before. This is before. Obviously, obviously, it's easier for you to say that once you've experienced it. Like once you experience something, then you, it's not such a big deal anymore. Now, can I actually interject? Because now there has to be a difference economically, if I'm correct. I'm not a financial, you know. Yeah. But there's a difference between having a million rand cash. Yeah. And there's a difference between having a million rand worth of assets and your worth. Yes. Yeah. Because there's a difference right there, and people, I think, they get confused because, Mm. um, I feel that. You become a millionaire once you've acquired possessions. It's assets. Yeah. Assets. No, definitely because cash, cash is uh, very. It's, it just disappears. Very you understand? Yeah. It disappears within. <laughs> definitely. A, yeah. A space. But 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 you can get that million, mm-hmm. and make sure that million makes millions for you. Of course. Yes. If you're smart. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't to that? Are you going to ask for a million from there? <laughs> no no no. Look, I I don't have a million. <laughs> All I'm saying is, um, you know, I I also have to emphasize sure. that. Um, I don't have, um, like I said previously, mm. I don't have a million, and, and obviously that one of those, uh, the million rand that came into my account, you know, most of it just went out to work, you know, cause it was True. for work purposes, you understand? Yeah, yeah. So I wouldn't consider myself yet as a millionaire. Sure. You know, I haven't yet hit my millionaire status. Yes, there has been a million rand that has come into my account. Um, but I do not hamper on that. And uh, that is even nothing because I, I was telling my mother the other day that, that's something that I didn't even think about. Okay, it came and then this happened and then that, that happened. Sure. And that's not the life that I want to be remembered for. Mm. You understand? Mm. Um, one of the biggest things that I want to be remembered for is how many lives have changed. Yes. I don't wanna, I wanna, I don't wanna be remembered for the money that I made. I wanna be remembered for the life I lived. I wanna be remembered for the selflessness. I wanna be remembered for, I mean, one of my, 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 my biggest dreams is to put poverty in a museum, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and, 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 and another mission of mine is to be the biggest employer in the country, the youngest biggest employer in the country. You, you get what I mean? Sure. So all of those other things will come into place as time goes on. That's really awesome. Um, we've got a couple of minutes left on this, the show, and I just want to wrap up the, the conversation. From your side, um, Opela. Yes. Within the next three to four to five years' time, okay. where do you see yourself? Oh, in the next two, three years, mm-hmm. yes, I see, you know, you see when the certain brands, I don't want to name them, but you know, the certain brands that when you see the logo, you know what it is. You don't even have to look for the name. Mm-hmm. You don't even need to ask what it is. You already know. 
that's how I see my brand. Sure. I see my brand as an international brand. Like it needs to be everywhere. Everywhere you go, you need to know. When you see FO, you know it's Opella. You don't even have to ask twice. Mm-hmm. And by that, that alone, obviously it's not just going around telling people that FO, okay, oh, FO, whatever. No. Sure. It's the work behind FO that makes it so recognizable, that makes people want to be a part of it. Sure. Like how many lives it change, how many people inspire. Yeah. Yeah, and so many things awesome. that I'm going to implement in this company. Awesome. Yes. Now tell me, um, since you say that you do offer services, where can people actually get a hold of you? Okay, so you can um, get a hold of me on my website, www www.fitopella.co.za mm-hmm. um, on Instagram at fit underscore opella mm-hmm. uh, Twitter fit opella um, yeah Facebook opella Mshauli and the fit opella page um, YouTube as well <laughs> yeah so you you literally we available everywhere and I'm following her right now eh? <laughs> <laughs> we are available everywhere and sure. yeah so my mission is to make sure that we are accessible like as from January I want to make sure that we are accessible everywhere not just in the country but you know internationally sure. so yeah we will be more and yeah and more employment guys look out sure yes. that's great that's great that's what's needed that's what's always been motivated by the by the South African government and you know for people to create employment to create employment for themselves yes. so that's awesome and yes. just any last words of wisdom to the people out there Oh my goodness. Um, stop. Don't put so much pressure on yourself. Um, it's like most of my captions, if you go on my Instagram, I'm always speaking to myself. Honestly, firstly, I'm speaking to myself. Um, don't rush the process. I know it's as, as cliche as it sounds, it's true. Don't rush the process. Um, give yourself time. Um, congratulate yourself. Um, take as it, take it as it comes. Awesome. Yeah. You don't have to get it right the first time. Sure. Yeah. Gabriel? To yes, your sir. side, my brother. Any last words that you want to say to the people? Uh, well, I want to say to the people that, um, firstly, you must focus on your dreams. Mm. You must always be uh, patient with mm. yourself. Mm-hmm. Always, always keep the prayer up. Sure. And lastly, I want people to always remember that anything that you want in life you can through get. prayer, you can get. Awesome. Thank you so Where can much. people get a hold of you? They can get a hold of me on Facebook, yeah. Gabriel Mugwana. Sure. Instagram, Gabriel Mugwana. Twitter, Gabriel Mugwana. Right. And my and my company um, page on Facebook is a Life Legacy Project to Say. Sure. And that's it. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank for you so much for such a. I really, really appreciate it. And honestly, all the best to everything that you guys are doing. Thank you so thank much. You for so much. And to everybody that's been tuned in, thank you so much for everybody that's been tuning on the Insta, Insta Live. Story on my on my on my phone. Shout out to everybody, and especially my friends in New York, in London, in Australia, um, and the guys in uh, everybody that is abroad in Europe. Thank you so much for tuning in. I really, really do appreciate it. It's the first time, and I really, really do treasure it. And again, we will see you next week, and uh, we hope to connect once again. So all the best to everybody. This is CliffCentral.com.